Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. All right, every day at 4.05, we bring you Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. We bring you the madness, the mayhem, that is the 2022 midterm election. So this week we've spent time on Kerry Lake. This week we've spent time on Katie Hobbs. Really, the thing with Hobbs is, uh, where is she? Why don't we see her out in front of people like Kerry Lake? Uh, it looks to me like Carrie Lake wants it more right now. Yeah, well, there's um, no doubt about that. But how about we talk about a different race? Um, and let me preface this. I don't care about Twitter. I don't live there. Uh, I don't think I've ever asked anybody, hey, why don't you follow me? You don't hear me say that every day. If you want to, great. If you don't, I don't care. Um, Let's be real. If, if we weren't in this business, I wouldn't have, have it. There you go. Okay. So, but I am going to bring something up from Twitter. Okay, Um, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. It's from the Republican Party of Arizona. So this this is the GOP of Arizona. This is their their Twitter handle. Okay, and they are talking about the race for uh, superintendent of public instruction. Now, remember, Kathy Hoffman is currently the top teacher. Yes. Uh, the Republicans are, are running... Um, uh, Tom Horn. Tom Horn. Okay. Not the great gunfighter, but uh, the <laughs> right. Tom Horn. The, uh... Okay. Here's the tweet. Republican Party of Arizona. What does a dog cleaner have in common with Kathy Hoffman? What does a dog cleaner have in common with Kathy Hoffman? Do we have to write down our answers? They're both groomers. Okay. That's not funny. That's not funny. It's sick. Yeah. And I understand it's Twitter. And I understand, okay, no one should live in, in, in that space. It's it's okay to go there once in a while. Um, it just makes me think, is the Republican Party worth fighting for? Or should non-Trumpers just abandon it? Because I understand many of you out there, you're MAGA, and I don't use that as a bad term. You like Trump. You like what he does. You're in. I get it. I get it, okay? And I'm not using MAGA as a derogatory word. I'm not. But there are Republicans out there that look at that part of the party and say, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. When the Republican Party of Arizona takes time out of its day to actually tweet something that calls Kathy Hoffman a pedophile, that has to be called out. It's disgusting. It's despicable. Um, you're accusing the superintendent of being a pedophile it is a serious accusation. You you're saying that she is grooming children for sex. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really horrifying. That's it's this is unfortunately the low version of where we live now. Which is scream the loudest, say absurd things, do all those things you possibly can to get people to pay attention to you yeah. so you can get follows, you can get likes, you can get all of those things because it's important apparently to to what? Again, doesn't – I mean, honestly, who – Twitter, again, who lives on it? I, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe I fell into their trap. Maybe I did. I'm just – I'm pulling back the curtain. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't bring it up. Maybe we we should have stayed away from it. But when the Republican Party of Arizona tweets, what does a dog cleaner have in common with Kathy Hoffman? And then the question mark. And then they're both groomers. Uh, 
I just I feel like that has to be called out. Yeah. And I feel and I believe this. I really do. Most Republicans you're listening right now. You agree with us. That is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. You're not, you're not a fan of that. No, you're not a fan of that. So, again, I asked the question, what is it going to take like for you to move over to the independents? I, I just wonder because I'm an independent. I don't like either party. The Democrats have tweeted out their crap, too. We've called them out Everybody on that. Everybody said, you know, today, James Carville said, you know, Democrats are silly with a lot of their silly stuff. But I, I wholly believe that most Republicans are evil. That doesn't help a conversation. That doesn't help either. And, and, uh, and that's research, not true, by the way. Yeah, Pew Research today said a vast majority of the country would love to see a third party. Love it. You know, the thing yeah. is, though, we all say we're independent, but at the end of the day, we still we have usually just bad choice after bad choice. Yeah, we're, we uh, don't have that third party. We're not voting for the Whig party, which I'm really trying to bring back. I know where everybody <laughs> does have to wear a wig. Right. But it is, I mean, we don't have that strong third party like you see in other countries and only 15 or 20 percent can do so much. But we don't have that. And instead, what we have is what we have now, which is we get what we deserve. And apparently, this is what we deserve right now. Midterm mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. So as bad as that tweet is, I mean, let, let's fi- fine. Let's let's talk about the Republican Party. OK, who are they putting up? They don't like Kathy Hoffman. They think he's a gr- she's a groomer. OK, fine. Who are you putting up? Oh, that's right. You're putting up Tom Horn. Excuse me. But if you want to stay on Twitter... Tom Horn is on Twitter with an actual pedophile. There's a picture of him with his buddy, David Stringer. Remember that guy? Oh, God, that the guy, guy who said there are not enough white kids to go around. He's actually a pedophile. So you got the Republicans calling Kathy Hoffman a groomer. But the Republicans candidate, Tom Horn, is actually on Twitter in a picture with a pedophile. And he was probed by the FBI. Yeah. How many times? Okay, so, you know, it's just, it just, it drives me crazy. Wise man. Uh, Tom Horn's not in the picture. Tom Horn retweeted a picture from David Stringer thanking him for his support. My understanding is that they're friends, that he's a donor to Tom Horn's campaign. Yeah. He tweeted a picture with a Tom Horn sign supporting him, and Tom Horn retweeted it saying, thank you. Gross. He later deleted that when people started calling him out for thanking a pedophile or a yeah. guy who was charged in the 1980s. For sex crimes oh, against young yeah, boys. 83, five offenses, including two child pornography charges. Yeah. That's when he was in Baltimore. He took a plea deal in 1983. And then we never heard about charges. it. Then, then it yeah. got. It, well, he got kicked out of the legislature. I know, but it got leaked well, yeah, all those years ago. expunged his record. Correct. So, so it didn't exist in theory. Correct. And somehow something got leaked. And immediately in 2019, he's like, ah, he's gone. Yeah. All right. I just I, I think there are plenty of Republicans out there that heard about this tweet. If you haven't, now you have. And, you know, now, it, it needs Tom to be Horn called didn't out. didn't tweet that joke. That was the Republican. He did not. Of yeah, course. So not. That's the, you know, the other side of it. Yeah, but still, yeah. uh, come on now. All right. That is uh, midterm mayhem every day at four oh five. Mayhem, mayhem. I love it, ma'am. Time for five spot. Chad. Five spot. All right, this is where we need five of you to call two seven seven KTAR. We're going to put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Here's what we're looking at today. Call us if you have a nice backyard. That's all we're telling you. Call us if you have a nice backyard. You'll understand this in a moment. Six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven. You got a nice backyard. It's pretty. 
602-277-KTAR. All right. Five spot. It is coming up next. So stick around. More of the Gatos and Chad show. Well, we're going to put five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Certainly, we've talked about it. So we're asking you to call if you have a nice backyard. Here's where Becky Lynn doesn't like five spot today. <laughs> call us if you have a nice backyard. So, yes, here's, the, here's why we're asking you to call. We're going to ask you a question in a second. The new way to make money in the Valley is to open up your backyard to someone else's dog. Oh. 15 bucks an hour. You are literally obsessed I'm with I'm obsessed this. with this he story. Is. Well, it's because he hates animals. So I don't hate animals. He wants to yeah. tell people who no. have animals mm-hmm. how stupid they are. I like are. animals. Yeah, exactly. Not cats, though. <laughs> that is not well, a real... like you. Again, we have spoken to them. Yes. So, for $15 an hour, you could charge a dog owner or a dog dad or whatever to, uh, you know, bring the dog over and then they do your business, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, we're going to ask you, you have a nice backyard... Uh, would you allow your backyard for some extra money to become a toilet for strange dogs? Uh, who's first, Chad? Uh, ah, Megan in the Valley of the Dirt People. Uh, oh. Cassie Grande. How you doing, Megan? I'm laughing. I'm good. All right, Megan, would you allow your backyard to become a toilet for Fido? Yes, sir, or no? Are they cleaning up or do I have to clean up? Very good question. Becky Lynn, what do you think? I'm thinking they have to clean up. Okay, yes. they have to clean up. You don't have to do it. Uh, no, I still wouldn't do it. I don't even let my own dog go in my backyard. Even in the Valley of the Dirt People, Megan is in All right. no. Thank you so much. Stay dirty. All right. Uh, let's see here. Stuart and Buckeye. All right. Stuart, would you allow uh, someone else's dog to use your backyard as a toilet? Absolutely not. I'd never do that. No. it's it's. Would you allow them in the pool? You have a pool in the backyard? Because some of these dogs are taking a, a swim. I have a pool in the backyard, yes. And there's absolutely no way. Yeah, no Stuart, way. I like you and Buckeye. That's all go. I have to there say. By the way, yes. why don't you phrase the question I'm correctly. phrasing it fine. No, you are not. What's it's, wrong with that? Would you a- allow a dog to, to use your backyard as a playground? That's what it's for. It's no, not it's so not. they can it's just It's a toilet, according no, to him. it's a toilet. They are singularly focused on coming over and crapping just, in people's yeah. yards. Okay, I'll ask it a different way. Who's next? Uh, Aaron in Phoenix. All right, uh, Aaron, Becky Lynn asked the question. What do you, how do you want to phrase it? What is it? Would you allow... Would you rent out your backyard as a dog playground for 15 bucks an hour? Yeah, so they could go to the bathroom. Absolutely, Absolutely not. No I got way. three no's. Three no's. Well, this is, this is his great This day. is amazing. No one's going to say yes. I guarantee we'll get two more calls. No one's going to say yes. Uh, Jen and Chandler, uh, what say you? Would you allow dogs to come over and use your backyard? as a puppy playground? <laughs> no way. Why is this a thing? I know. Why is it a thing? People are doing it. Wise man, what's, what do they call this? Uh, a sniff and smell? What is it? A smell Ratchet and sniff. What go is to it? a dog park. It's a sniff spot. Ah, jeez. It's a sniff spot. Yeah, go to a dog park, right, Jen? Go to a dog park. Oh, my God. I got four no's. All know, right. People are also renting out their pools to families. That's too. humans. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You would do that? Really? I wouldn't do it personally, but, I, you know, again. Oh, my. You're such an odd bird. Okay. Again, he's not an animal. Randy and Peoria, welcome to the Gatos Hates Animals with the Wrestling <laughs> yes. Like Animals show. All right. Would you do it? Would- oh, no chance. But would you rent your backyard out so your family members could use it as a bathroom? Yeah, I'd probably yeah, do that. Good That's good. I like that. That's fine. Sure. Charge your there family members. You're like, you guys <laughs> no. can't come in the house. Say, what kind of family members do you have? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, again, uh, I just want to say, 
I love telling you so. I, I, I'm right. Five, five calls. What if your What if your backyard's just a junkyard of nastiness, and you don't care that the dogs run free? Then it's not fun for the then dog. Nobody's going to pay pretty. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, it's not fun for the dog. That's Disneyland to a dog. You got a car up on blocks, right? You got a TV on top of another TV. That's uh, a playtime. Five a spot. We asked you to call if That's you have a you nice... You really white trash, right? When you got a TV on top of That's your working right. TV. Watch them both at the same time. Five spot. We asked you to call if you have a nice backyard. Uh, what Valley residents are doing, they're opening their backyard. Uh, they're charging people $15 an hour. Sorry, $15 a dog uh, to use the backyard as, uh, as they say, a toilet. And we asked, would you do that? And five people who are smart and listen to this show said, of course I wouldn't do that. I, I would uh, love it if somebody awful. who is doing this would call. Yeah, nobody's doing that. Yeah. Coming up next. Hey, it's a give for Phoenix Children's. It's a big day. We Huge. need your help. Yep. We're going to tell you how to give coming up next. The give for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Give us on on the Gatos and Chad show. Right now, uh, inpatient, 344 over there at Phoenix Children's. NICU has 26, ER is 94 right now. So uh, uh, think about that right now when you hear these stories and what is going on while you and I and everybody else just go about our lives. There are people who are going through some things and children out there who need our help. There's no doubt about it. By the way, uh, we just got this in. Thanks to R&K Building Supplies. Yeah. Ten grand. $10,000 donation from R&K Building Supplies. Uh, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, it's going to go and save a life. Listen, if you call 602-933-4567, the Desert Financial Phone Bank, if you've never given, give. Yeah. It's going to make you feel good. You're going to be doing the right thing. You can look at your children and you say, listen, you know, maybe make it a whole family thing today. Hey, let's give to the children. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, the, the money and my goodness, the, the technology and all that, it goes with it's terrific. All right. Tell us a story about Jason. All right. So let's talk about Jason here. Jason. Uh, and again, another story presented by our friends over at uh, Madame Homes. Uh, September 2019. Jason, student, Brophy College Preparatory, collapsed during basketball practice. Totally unresponsive. His mom, D, dad, Chris, and Jason. Talk about that fateful day. What was to come in his Phoenix children's journey. This is Jason's story. Getting a call from the school when you see that pop up on your phone. Uh, middle of the day or the afternoon, it always takes a pause. So my husband, he simultaneously was getting a phone call from the police officer that had hopped in the ambulance with Jason. But as we started driving down and discussing what was going on, we started to, I think, get a little bit more panicked. My husband went to park the car and I, I ran in. At that point, that instinct kicked in that something wasn't right. And that's when we found Jason, you know, getting treatment by multiple people. There were first responders standing over him, the emergency room staff. Due to the amount of people in the room, it was it instantly caught you as, wow, this is this is serious. It, it, it was it was frightening. But Chris and I knew to stay calm because we knew that he was in the right place and the experts were taking care of him. Jason had collapsed at practice, that they had gotten to the scene, that an AED had been administered. For that to be administered, we now know the heart must be stopped. Uh, I do remember just waking up in the hospital bed and I was confused. Uh, my mom mentioned to me that I actually thought I was in the hospital because of COVID. 
I didn't know what had happened to me. It's like my brain just completely forgot about everything that day. But the overall experience from the emergency room to the ICU, it, it, it was absolutely incredible and exactly what you would want. And when we did get introduced to the Dr. Franklin, Dr. Velez duo, um, the A-team, we had no idea, again, being in it, that we had, you know, the MVPs of, of you know, the surgical and um, clinical team. You know, everything from them drawing us pictures, you know, asking, answering our questions as things were unfolding. They were so patient. Um, but that's the type of doctors and surgeons that we dealt with who, no matter how long their day was, was making sure we as patients were seen and heard. Um, and that was important. You know, we were scared once we started to get more information um, because of the unknowns of Jason's recovery. As the days turn into multiple days and move on, you know, Jason went in and he had a surgery approximately a week, a week later. So spending time at BCH around the clock and, and, and they do a really good job. They become your family because you, you don't leave and you're there nonstop. I can't be, have enough gratitude and be thankful enough to the folks that gave us care. The ICU director stayed. I checked in with her at night, you know, just walking to get a cup of coffee and said hello to her and said thank you for a stat. She knew that Jason was did well and he was checking out of the ICU after his open heart surgery. She smiled. She said, I'm so happy for you because not everyone gets the outcomes. Because we are, we're very fortunate. Jason has a very, very great, and we were very fortunate for his outcome. And and she was another person that just, her, he was so grateful for the staff and the standards that they maintained for themselves in that hospital. It, it was remarkable. Wow, what an incredible institution you'll find yourself in when you, if, if you receive care or ever need to attend PCH for any reason. Kids can't wait. Every day there are children facing life-threatening illnesses, injuries, uh, and they come to Phoenix Children's and they seek hope and they seek healing. Uh, if they're battling cancer or a heart defect or a traumatic brain injury. You just don't know. That's the, the other thing. You could be living a normal day like any other and yep. your kid can collapse on the basketball court. The kid can get into a car accident. And that's why it is so important to give. How about a match right now? Let's do it. All right. This match is, let's see, we're thanking American Textile Recycling Services. So anything that you can give, can you give $1,000? How about a million dollars? Well, some people can give $5,000. How about a million dollars? It'll be doubled. Also, how about $20? Yeah. You become a champion of hope, $20 per month. A teddy bear in your name will be delivered to a little child. At uh, Phoenix Children's. Speaking of that, uh, thank you to Dave and Surprise, Travis and Queen Creek, uh, Ronald in Phoenix, uh, all of you giving and, and becoming champions of hope. Of all course, right. me answering the phone yesterday. That was awesome. great. That was great. Uh, American Textile Recycling Services has the match. The music means there's a match, and it'll go through the break. So call 602-933-4567, 602-933-4567. Now we got the Train Teddy Bear Express, everybody. Woo-hoo! All right. Little teddy bear being delivered right now upstairs to a child. Uh, so they don't have to feel so alone if their parents are working or 
you know, they've run home to take a shower and then come right back. It is 602-933-4567. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's continues. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. We're so entertaining, they said, hey. Let's give everybody a podcast because they're clamoring for more mm-hmm. out in Whitman. So the way this works is uh, it's a podcast. You go, your iPhone, your Android, you subscribe. Boom, it comes to you. Next thing you know, you can listen to us, and we're twice as nice the second time. We go down smooth and easy, you know what I'm talking about? So you got a chat show, a podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolsbuyers.com, carolsbuyers.com. Hey, let's talk about the shipping containers that uh, Ducey's using to build the wall. All right, we know it fell down on the first day. <laughs> they put it back up. These are shipping containers. Yeah. Uh, and they're just stacking one on top of another. So Andy Gordon joined us earlier. Yes. He's a former uh, counselor to the Department of Homeland Security under Obama. Ah, under Obama. Well, it's an important, again, that is an important thing. He also worked on the barrier you know, he helped build some of this wall. Yes. So we asked, you know, what do you think of these uh, shipping containers? Uh, here's what he said. I, I don't think he likes them. No. The shipping containers. You don't love them. Tell us why. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. Uh, <laughs> really? it's, I mean, it yeah. looks pretty good. I'm kind of looking at it and, and it fits. But tell yeah. us why it's stupid. Okay. Well, there are a couple of reasons. One is just a tactical, strategic matter. The reason uh, what is along the border is a, a fence rather than a wall, there's a few places where it's solid, but it's primarily fencing in the sense that you can see through the other side the way you could a fence, um, is you want to see what the hell's going, excuse me, what, what's going on on the other side. That's okay. We curse and, all the time on this yeah, show. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, you want to be able to, are people gathering are they coming this way is there a way to interdict them uh that's why you have the barriers that look like fence now the shipping containers obviously you can't do that so you have no idea what the heck's happening on the other side apparently they had so little idea of what was happening that somebody came and pulled a couple of them over so for someone who has some level of knowledge and expertise and sophistication in the area, you go, this is just a terrible way of doing it, terrible. assuming you need to be doing it at all. Okay. So Andy Gordon. So Not a fan. He's not a fan. All right. Okay. But I wanted to know why. Uh, does he make a good uh, – uh, is, it, is, it, is it – we can't see through – the shipping containers. Okay. I would have to, honestly, I'd have to ask the Border Patrol if that's a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't know the well, answer to that question. Well, we see people coming now. That doesn't stop them. True. Well, they could be committing crimes on the other side. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. But they, look, these people, the coyotes, they have everything down in the way that they want it needed. So I, I, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. It, it is something. Did it start out as potentially a gimmick? Yeah, I think every... Every single governor in the country that tries to do something, uh, really the only two is Abbott and, and, and our governor, uh, Ducey, try to do something. Yeah, some of it's kind of gimmicky, but we see what one of the gimmicks is doing right now in New York, which is making them angry that eight people showed up. Right, we bust people to D.C. and New York, yeah. Okay, the, the interview kind of went off the rails because I wanted to really know where he stood on Biden because he's terrible on the border. That's being kind. That is being kind. So 
here's where the interview went a little bit off the rail because we said this is someone who worked for Obama. Yeah. Who wasn't terrible on immigration no. at all. No. Okay. Take a listen. Uh, here's what I see from Joe Biden. Uh, I've been in Arizona 26 years. He's the worst president when it comes to the border. There's no one even close. Obama was pretty good. Trump was was he did some stuff I hated, but he was also did some stuff I thought were OK. Biden is 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 the worst I've ever seen. Do you agree on, with that? No, I think you're completely wrong, but that's OK. Well, you don't live here. We do. I do. I've lived here since 1973. You live in I Arizona? Live you think yeah, that I'm this the corner of Central and Thomas? Oh my bad! I'm right sorry. I didn't know you lived in Arizona. And, and you think how do you that think that is... if you live in Arizona? I guess that's my next yeah, question. I mean... All right. So, so that I, I mean, I got to tell you, I didn't know he was from here. I I didn't. But the 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 part that that threw me off is you think Biden's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. But you live here. How do you believe that that's the case? And he brought up Kelly. Well, he goes, I think this is done because Kelly went down there. Well, why did Kelly go down there? He's because running he for re-election. realizes this is unsustainable. Well, he's running How many Democrats uh, did you find in Texas that are all coming out saying, we can't do this. we got to close the border. I mean, this is not – everybody realizes what's going on. And yeah. you – but I'm just always amazed that, that people look around and they just, you know, oh, no, it's totally fine. Why? Because it doesn't affect them. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought – I don't know what I thought. I, I, I have a hard time believing that anyone who lives in Arizona can look at the border and say, good job, Mr. President. Yeah, he did. And I just I, I was that was floored. All right. Coming up, we get the five o'clock KTA or news expansion starring Becky Lynn.